being here today. We thank God for Nima's prayers. Somebody was telling me, I pray for you every day, you know. Even up to, I said, yes, I, I've actually I've been feeling the prayers. Because it's been um, a two weeks of, I've never been to Nigeria and been this tired. From day one to the end, I was just walking. Two weeks, no stop. And I got back here, I couldn't just keep my eyes open. So, but we thank God. Um, you know, this God we serve is a beautiful, beautiful God. He's an awesome God. Honestly, I wonder how people do without God. I really do. I ask myself, how do we survive without Him? We take a lot of things for granted. But He's just a sweet, sweet God. Everything that was shared this morning is like, Oh God, this is fantastic. Because since I was told to preach before I traveled, I've been praying every day, God, what do you want me to share? Because you know, I don't like standing here and doing some studies and coming to share the word. I, I don't believe in that. I believe God needs to give me something that either he has taught me or he's still teaching me that would be a blessing to somebody out there because we're all in it together. So I've been praying and praying. Nothing is coming forward. I actually called pastor when I came back. I said, pastor, I think, um, is there anybody that can just take my place? He said, you wish you're not going to jump back. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh God, what am I going to do now? So while we're conversing, it's like, dim, just dropped. Then I said to pastor, I got it now. <laughs> so I said, God has, you know, but it's amazing that what Sister Rita was sharing and I said God trust and obey today I have quite a few scriptures here but I said to myself I'm not going to share these scriptures because they are common scriptures that we all know but I just want us to be encouraged today and Sister Rita has prayed, so I'm not going to pray because I believe um, God has heard our prayers. But what I want to say is that by the end of today, this short message I'm going to give, that God will allow us to step out of where we are now and move forward. As children of God, we are in a journey. And that journey, every day, we need to have another step forward. We need to move forward. You can't, God is not a stagnant God. So we cannot be stagnant. God is taking us through a journey. And that journey is a daily journey, moment by moment. So today, I believe that God will open our eyes to see another part of us that we need to grow into. Lord, we pray, we all pray. Isn't it? We all pray. I remember some weeks back, Pastor Manasseh said um, something about um, sowing seed, and he was he got to understand that sowing seed is not money. And then I think I can't remember who was it I was preaching about the fact that we pray, 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 we're not listening. I think it's Sister uh, Rhoda that we're not listening. We just pray, 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 pray. And do we actually ask God? Okay, I finished talking to you. Imagine your child coming to bombard you with talks. Just talking, 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 no full stop. 
and then the child finishes and just walk away. What will you do? You know, you do nothing because he did, the child is not waiting for me to respond to him or her to say, okay, my daughter, my son, this is what you should do. You finish chatting and you have gone away. But do you know that that's what the majority of us do? We do it all the time. And then, he says we should listen to the word. We should inquire from him. But do we actually inquire? And when we inquire, do we obey that which he said to us? Because, brethren, I have realized that when we pray, we need to listen. And when we are listening, don't expect some, the voice of the Lord says, you know, or some drama. Sometimes the things that God is going to tell you look so stupid. I was looking at the story of um, Hosea, I think. Is it Hosea or Hosea? Yeah, Hosea, sorry, Hosea. Where God instructed the Hosea to marry the harlot. Yes? And how many of us with our judgmental spirit, how many of us will want to marry a prostitute? No. But there was a reason why he asked him to marry that lady. He even asked him. He's got, they even have children. And look at the names he gave those children. God asked him to name those children, those horrible names. But he still had to obey. He was looking physically, it's just not on. Right? He gave them horrible names. He said, um, call someone no mercy. How can you give a child name no mercy? And one, he says, not my people. Yet, he obeyed because of the lifestyle those people were living. But God wanted to do something. Because this man of God obeyed, God eventually, at the end, when all hopes were lost, he said, I will have mercy on no mercy. I will say to no, uh, not my people, you are my people, and he shall say, you are my God. We all know that story. This is out of obedience. Some time ago, I had an experience. Somebody came looking for me. That person, I've not seen him for years. And he told me, he, he said he was looking for me, that the Lord said something to him. I honestly tell you, when he told me that thing, I said, mm -mm, it can't be just God. Mm -mm. No, this cannot be God. I was reluctant. I was angry. I said, God, how can you tell me after all this, I should be doing this? Something that is not your fault. This man, it's not his fault what is going on. He wasn't the harlot. But God asked him to do that. He wasn't the harlot. So, my question to us as children of God, 
the topic for our fasting tells us that when we're in trouble. In the book of Matthew, seven, seven from verse 7, there is an axing. He said, ask and it shall be given. Yeah? And from the seven, the chapter 7 from 21, he's also giving you, telling us the attitude of disobedience. And when you go on to 24 to 27, he gives us the attitude of obedience. Now, we are going through trials, but there is an answer to every tribulations we're going through. There is an answer. And that answer could be just one simple thing God is asking you to do. So while we're waiting, we need to listen. And the kind of answers we're going to get is not something you're expecting. It's not even something you even think that it will happen. But just obey. Just obey. I mean, that story of this man, I'm thinking, I'm saying, how can you tell me to give my child no mercy? Give my children horrible names. But he still obeyed. I didn't see my scripture anywhere. He said, no, God, I'm not going to. He just did it. And he even told him to do another one. And I'm just asking myself, how many of us in the midst of our trials has God asked us to do something stupid? It looks stupid. Yes, thank you. And she, con she um, conceived again and bared, and bared a daughter. And <laughs> God said unto him, call her name, what? Lori. Okay, now I don't know this version, but I, I will have no, sorry, I will, I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will un utterly take away, take away, take, utterly take them away. So, when you, <laughs> I mean, when I read this scripture, it was like, God, this is mean. It's true. Because the whole town were full of harlots. But God is asking somebody who had no business with it to tell him to go and marry one. And not only marry, bear children and give them horrible names. Right? But he obeyed. There is power in obeying the word of God. Listening to the word of God is not just all. It's not even taking us anywhere. Because this is why we listen and listen and listen and listen. Some of us, we have not moved from this place. We're still in our position. The other day, I was talking to one of my children, and this happens to be one of them has this particular child. I believe she's a Christian growing. And I was talking to her, and she said something to me. Oh, mom, this person is this. And I said, excuse me? Where is your Christianity in this? Why are you judging? You just prayed. Why are you already condemning the person with your mouth. And we're very fond of it, isn't it? We pray one minute and we're condemning that person. And I'm telling brethren, God has taught me, or he's still teaching me, because I've not arrived, that when you are praying, especially for a particular thing, that particular thing might be positive in every aspect of it. 
Mind to speak about that issue positively. Mind to, I, if you don't know what to say, shut up. Simple. Because you're not dealing with a fool. You're not dealing with man. You're dealing with God. You're asking God for something. And at the same time, you're damping. It's like pouring cold water on something that is on fire. How does that work? It's going to die, isn't it? So I'm just saying that we need to learn to listen to the voice of God. Like as Sarita shared the, the book of Isaiah 50, um, 43, verse 9, uh, sorry, verse 19. Please put that again on the board. And it's important that we really understand what it is. I'm stressing on this word because a lot of us have missed our blessings. A lot of us have missed destiny because of just this little, this, I'll call it, it looks little, but we've missed our destiny. We have prayed, fasted, and we've missed that which God has given to us just because of this little action of lack of obedience. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now, he has promised us he's going to do a new thing about your prayers. Yes, he said he's going to do something new. Now, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Yes, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. But my darling brethren, before that will happen, what must happen? You must trust and obey. Exactly. You must trust and obey him. He has promised you all these things. But it's not going to come, darlings, if you do not obey. In the midst of all that he has said, there is an instruction that he's going to give you. That instruction might be a bitter tablet to swallow. But believe me, trust and obey him. Just like the man of God obeyed God and married the prostitute. When David, when David's um, village was attacked in the book of First Samuel and Second Samuel, it was very painful that they cleared the whole village, including their wives and family, everything. But he inquired of the Lord. In the midst of that tribulation, that trial, that darkness, he asked God. And when he asked God, God gave him the answer. Didn't he? And he obeyed. And that gave him his victory. Again, that was obedience. There was, I, can't, I, I couldn't get that scripture where David also asked God and God said, no, don't go. He said, don't go. And he didn't. Saul did the same thing. When God gave him instruction, did he obey? No. But when he did not obey, what happened? Calamity came. And he couldn't even accept that defeat. Went and asked, uh, uh, what do you call them? Susayas or whatever they call them. Witches to raise up Samuel so that he can tell him because he, did, he couldn't hear anymore from God. So that he can tell Someone can tell him what exactly God wants. It's too late. God has given you a decision. Is this someone that is going to change the situation? No. 
Samuel is not above God. God has said what he wants to say, and that's final. But if he had obeyed, maybe he would not be in the position he was. So it's very important in this time of fasting that we should be very attentive to the Spirit of God. Because the Word of God is, sounds foolish to the ears of mankind. I came back from Nigeria. Some things were happening. I'm not going to go into detail. But I had two of my friends. One said to me, this was a male, and he told me, he said, Margaret, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, it's working. And he was busy. He was saying, hey, you. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I was kind of, you know, I was thinking, what are you talking about? And then the other person was telling me, Margaret, I, my jaws were just down. And I'm looking, what is going on? She said, you know, sometimes patience is just the key, you know. And I'm saying, you know what? In my mind, when all of them were talking, I said, I don't know what's going on. Then God took me back to an instruction that he gave me. And to be honest, that instruction, you know, when Pastor, Pastor Manasseh was talking about sowing of seed, and he thought it was always money. I tell you, brethren, I battled with that for a long time. Because when every time they say so a seed, so a seed, I was always thinking it's money. And I'm thinking my pocket will be emptied after I'm sowing that kind of seed every day. Not even every month, every day. So, but then the Holy Spirit was telling me, it's your own conception of your understanding of sowing the seed. So I started going through a lesson with the Holy Spirit telling me what sowing of seed was. And I'm thinking, okay. And he said to me, it's sowing of seed is, a, is something I want you to do. That is a sacrifice. It's something you will find it challenging to do. That is sowing of a seed. It's that seed that you can't, I mean, you have to, sac, you have to it's a sacrifice. So if we know what it means to be sacrificial, that is a sacrificial thing you're going to be doing. So, and I said, okay. So, it's, it's, it could be God is telling you to not go to this direction for the next one month. I don't want you to go that. Oh, I don't want you to say this to this person at all. That, maybe that's the sacrifice. Just simple thing. Simple thing that doesn't really matter in the eyes of somebody else when they're hearing it. But in, to you, it is difficult for you to do. Do you get what I'm saying? To you as an individual, it's difficult for you to do. But when somebody else is saying, do that, you say, oh, what is it? Is it not to do that? But to you as a person, that particular thing is difficult for you to do. That is the sacrifice God is asking you to do. Oh, I cannot do without eating certain um, thing. Maybe I like, like, let me look for chocolate now, for example. I can't do without chocolate. It's a sacrifice. And God is telling you, don't eat chocolate for the next two months. Are you not? And, <laughs> and then you are saying, oh my God, for two months. But that's what God wants you to do. That's exactly what God, that's all he wants you to do. And believe me, in that obedience, you will start seeing results. Results will start coming that it will really amaze you. You've been praying for certain things for years. But all he's asking is, listen and obey that simple instruction 
So a lot of us have been prematurely getting into all sorts of trouble because of lack of obedience. Sometimes God will drop a word to somebody. He said, oh, this person, I'm not going to listen to what he's saying or she's saying. Because maybe um, Rita is not a bishop. She's not a woman of, she's not a pastor. So I don't care what she said because there are people like that. Oh, I'm not going to listen to her because she's not yet there. She doesn't understand. God uses anybody. Anybody. It doesn't matter. Even Muslims, even pagans, he will use. So, brethren, don't say because, because some of us were too over-holy and righteous. If he's not a Christian, we don't want to listen. But no. God loves us all the same. All of us are equal in the eyes of God. We can't say we're Christians and we cannot be that different. The difference is we are obeying the word of God. Obedience is what he wants. Without obeying the word of God, the word of God means nothing. It's dead. It's so good for us to say we're Christians. I'm, I'm happy to say I'm a Christian, but am I really one? It's the question you should be asking yourself. When trouble comes, do I stand on the word of God? Do I listen to God? What are you trying to say? Which could be stupid. Maybe he's telling you, Margaret, sit down there and don't go anywhere. Meanwhile, you are seeing fire. He's telling you, sit there. How many of us want to sit down there when there's fire? God is saying, sit. And when he says sit, it is sit. He knows the future more than you. He knows everything. He created everything. He made all things. So you do not know more than he does. I, there was a time I used to ask myself when I used to, I hear stories about couples that a woman, a woman has been abused in a marriage and kicked out and the man is there enjoying himself but the woman is either suffering from one disease or the other and dying and even dies and I say but that's not fair after all this woman has gone through and then she's ended up so one day I, I had this message you don't know what is really going on there it's what you physically see that you know so I began to say mm, why but the truth about it is that some of us were hot, but yet we are not letting go. I was sharing with a young lady um, just when I came back. Um, I had a, I would, well, it's a sad news from her. And I, I was kind of a bit depressed with what she told me. Then I said to her, Immediately she says so in my spirit. I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, what, will you, what do you want me to tell this young girl? It's a girl that I've been praying for. And I didn't want to push forward with her. I don't want to make, I don't want to feel as if I'm all over her. But eventually she came to me. And I actually told her, I'm glad you came. But when she was telling me her story, I said, Really, I'm not concerned about what that person did to you. I'm concerned about you. 
And I said to her, you know, forgiveness is not about the person who hurt you. It's about you. It's about you setting yourself free. Because in the midst of that, God gives you liberty. He gives you peace. He gives you healing. But when you hold on to that, it causes all sorts of problems. What am I saying? The Bible tells us to obey. It's, it's part of obedience where he's saying, learn to forgive. God is, when he, these instructions he's given us, brethren, they are powerful. They are diamonds. There are things that will set you free like that. You, you'll be surprised the amount of things that the devil is deceiving you to hold on to when you release that. It is it's bigger than this house. What God will release onto you when you can just simply do that act of forgiveness. And I told this young lady, I said, I want you to forgive. Tell your brother to forgive. And I explained to her why she should forgive. And she said, thank you, auntie. I will just do that. And I said, I'll continue to pray for her. Why did I share this story? Because when we see things happening around us, or we see a loved one in trouble, please, brethren, don't quickly judge them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Because some of them, they're lacking the attitude of obedience. Right? And we just need to pray that God will open their eyes in the midst of their heart to learn to let go and obey that instruction of forgiveness. Because if we don't, we die just like that. And then we we'll say, oh, why did God allow that? No. God did not allow it. It is you that allowed it. We need to stop giving people, throwing things at people, and not taking responsibilities of what we have actually brought upon ourselves. It's important that whatever we're doing, we're always listening to the voice of God, no matter how still it is, no matter how stupid it may sound in your ears or in the ears of somebody else, and obey that simple instruction. I'm hammering on it, I'm giving an example, because I have seen what simple instruction means. Somebody will say it opens the can of warm, but hey, it opens the can of blessings. Simple obedience opens the can of blessings. And you know, the thing is that I shared the story of uh, Hosiah because he did, it wasn't him that did the, the prostitution, is it? So there are times in our lives and we need to sit down as we are fasting where is that place that is really hurting you? Somebody is hurting you. Show that person love. Show that person genuine love. Listen to the Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do in these circumstances? Always ask him. And look at it when you have a child or you have a friend, when they are talking to you, do you listen? If you do, what is your reply? So please, brethren, 
my message is just short. And you can see I didn't, I'm just telling you stories that because these are stories that we all know about. But all I'm saying, please, I'm pleading because I am a, I am a testimony of simple obedience. Simple obedience. He will do what no man can do for you. He will do extremely what no man can do for you. You, don't, you yourself will be shocked with what he will do. He's a faithful God. Brethren, he's a faithful God. Amen? Amen. So I just want to finish by saying that disobedience to God is a sin, and I hope we know that. And what is that disobedience? It's not by saying, Actually, you listening to the word of God and not applying it is disobedience and is a sin unto him because we all come to church. We all, the Bible says greater things he would do for us, greater things we would do. If Jesus Christ raised somebody from the dead after four days, that means we're going to do greater things. Maybe somebody who died for a week, a month, months. But because we are not obedient, we're looking at the physical. We're judging the ability. We're judging all sorts of things. We're judging, we're putting all sorts of things into perspective. And God is saying, no. His ways are not our ways. So please, learn to obey the word of God. When he gives you an instruction, that instruction is meant for you and you alone. Not for Margaret. So don't say because Margaret did not receive the instruction, so I'm not going to do it. It has nothing to do with Margaret. It's you. And you know what he has instructed you to do. Do it. Don't mind what anybody says. Just do it. It looks stupid. They'll call you a fool if, that is, if, if you let them know what you are doing. They'll call you all sorts of names. Mm, yes, fine. Because they can't, they're not going to stand in judgment day for me and you. None of us, was, we cannot vouch for anybody on that judgment day. You can't save anybody. Not even the child you, you bore. Not to talk about somebody else. So please, learn to obey the word of God. Don't sacrifice the word of God for anything. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God. We can do a lot better than that. Praise Jesus.